RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Boom. Good afternoon, Patriots, and welcome back to another episode of Occam's Razor. I want to give a big shout out to Texas Jewels for sending that boomerang and also Salty Zero for sending me that paracord bracelet. Very cool. Both of you really appreciate you thinking of me. If you guys want to send anything to my P.O. box, you can find the information in the description of every single show. See, a lot of people out there talking about the smoke in the air. I had some family back in Michigan let me know that even in lower Michigan, uh, there was heavy, heavy smoke lingering in the streets. Pretty crazy. I've also had some people in Michigan who are fairly normies. Tell me that they thought it didn't seem to be organic. Kind of strange for all those wildfires to break out at the exact same time. I don't know. But then, of course, I'm just a crazy conspiracy analyst. Anyways, as always, my good friend, Uncensored Abe, a.k.a. Al Keelan, joining me today for another exciting episode. Episode 303 of Occam's Razor. Do me a favor, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn. We're going to be right back after this. Reign in wealth like the royalty of old with a gold IRA from Noble Gold Investments. Just as a magnificent golden crown symbolizes wealth and power, a gold IRA can fortify your own financial kingdom. Just imagine the confidence that comes with a retirement backed by tangible proven assets, that being gold. It's an asset also that is not at the mercy of unpredictable market swings. Now, a crown might not be included, but isn't a future free of financial stress a worthy throne? Like royalty in Enjoy the luxury of choice. Whether it's gold, silver, platinum, or palladium, the realm is yours to command. Fend off concerns about economic downturns and let your wealth thrive with the timeless security of precious metals. And this month, the first solid one-quarter ounce gold bullion coin ever issued with King Charles III's image can be yours with a qualifying gold IRA or 401k rollover of $50,000 or higher. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments. So give Noble Gold Investments a call today at 877-646-5347 to get started or visit my special website in the description of this video, redpill78gold.com. Once again, it's redpill78gold.com. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone out there. And please welcome my co-host on this and every Thursday, Mr. Al Keelan, uncensored Abe himself. What's going on, brother? 
Oh, I'm chilling. I'm doing pretty good, man. It's a rough night. I couldn't sleep last night, but you know how that goes. Just one of those sure. nights where you try to lay down, shut the brain off, and it just won't shut off. Van Alien, Johnny B, PJ Corrigan, Tom Q Cat, Miss Ma- Miss Mary, uh, many others out there lurking, listening. First in the house over there on Rumble. Great to see you guys out there today. Much love and God bless you all. What's up, MPB MPG Stewart? Great to see you out there as well. Just Dookies, great to see you out there. Big Mama Moo, great to see you as well. Much love. In the bushes in the house. Country Girl, God bless you. Great to see you out there. Warrior in the Garden. Many others working their way in here today, as always, on this Thursday <laughs> afternoon. Bro, I always look forward to it. And always have looked forward to it i always look forward to spending time with you we'll have to find a way to continue this in the future bro we will we will now the reason abe says that is because there's going to be a change coming to red pill 78 here in the next two weeks not this week not next week but the following week after that uh we're going to be scrapping the one o'clock hour and i'm going to go to just an afternoon show so um, right now, you know, Mondays and Wednesdays, I do it at six. I think I might be moving it to just doing it at five. That's kind of like a compromise between the one and the six hour. It will allow me to continue to get everything done that I need during the day. But then it also gives me a buffer between, uh, baseless conspiracies and altered state. Uh, and, uh, uh it's just going to be me, but, uh, Abe will be coming back in from time to time, uh, to continue to fill in. Obviously I don't want to impose on his own show. And, uh, there are many, many shows out there that you can watch. Uh, so I appreciate you guys hanging out here with us, but I feel like it's just gotten to the point where it's so overly complicated. I, I've been doing this since 2018 and like my schedule has changed so many times and I feel like maybe people have uh, fallen off because they don't know what time I'm going to be live. Uh, now it's going to be at the same time, Monday through Thursday, and then the weekend shows will remain the same. But once I get everything finalized, you guys will get the information. Abe and I will be back today, and then, of course, next week as well. And then after that, we're going to go to the brand new schedule. So if you wouldn't mind, please hit that like button. Help us out by sharing the show. Get the information out. uh, Let people know that this is a quality program where they will find true information, news, analysis, and, uh, of course, everything that you've come to expect from Red Pill 78, Red Pill News, and Occam's Razor. Abe, I want to begin today by talking about what I feel is probably the most consequential story going on right now. I know you don't like to mince words. I know you don't like to F around, but if they do want to F around, they're going to find out. And it appears to me that the Bidens are in the finding out phase right now. Recently, the investigations have been heating up. And I have to say, it is practically delicious to sit back and watch the Bidens harvest the ill-gotten gains, the the wicked fruit of all of their labors, everything that they've been involved in over these many decades, the chickens are now coming home to roost. And we're at the point where the evidence is clear. It's been presented by numerous whistleblowers. We now have the original IRS whistleblower. We have additional IRS whistleblowers that came out secretly alongside him, and then apparently six or more additional whistleblowers coming out, and James Comer is putting the thumbscrews to uh, the Honorable Janet Yellen at the Treasury uh, because those suspicious activity reports, that's what set it all off. And now that they have the paper trail, now that they have the, the clear movement of all of this money, it's only natural that they get their hands on those SARs because that will really paint a much fuller picture. It'll also let us know who knew what and when. 
Who was the one who actually picked this information up? And then who was the one who dropped the ball? And if Janet Yellen doesn't want to give up the goods on these suspicious activity reports, I think that it's going to be just as impactful. It'll be just as powerful because it shows that in the same way the FBI was perfectly willing to continue to cover for Joe Biden in the same way that the DOJ is acting as Joe Biden's personal attack dog. If the Treasury Department doesn't want to hand this stuff over, it's obvious that the system is uh, totally corrupt. You know what I actually love is um, the way Lauren Bolbert and MTG, looking at it from a different perspective, brought a shit ton of attention to this impeachment stuff by yeah. causing a bunch of drama. And I also like, I got to give credit where credit's due. Um, you know, as much as we've all criticized McCarthy, his decision to, to slow this down. <clears throat> Yes. Send it to the lower committees that we talked about, was it last week, I think, mm-hmm. and bring it into the Department of Homeland Security Committee and these others where there's top-notch patriots there that really want to get to the truth and get this stuff exposed and then have those hearings, have that discussion be brought to the public sphere and on the record. I think that was a smart move by Kevin McCarthy. So for, for a little bit of a different perspective on it all, in the end, I think it's playing itself out really well. I, I totally agree. <clears throat> And uh, yeah, we definitely hit on this last week. You know, it seemed like uh, Kevin McCarthy was just playing business as usual. He was slow rolling the stuff. Maybe he didn't want to let this stuff get to the point where they actually voted on it. But by allowing it to kind of percolate through every single committee where they have the ability to look into this, by allowing the the sum accumulation of all of these crimes kind of come to a head, uh, it allows them to go into the impeachment process or multiple impeachment processes and uh, throw the book at Joe Biden. I mean, any one of these things on their own, Abe, may have been impeachable, but it was easier to write them off. It was easier to kind of look past them and say, well, you know, people will be people. Joe Biden is imperfect. You know, at that point, they might use his age or his uh, his experience as uh, uh, an explanation as to why maybe he had done the things he did. But now that we see all of these various things coming to light and they've been investigated, they've been proven, they've been borne out, I feel that Joe Biden can no longer be defended in any meaningful way. Uh, this is a clear uh, cut evidence of high crimes and misdemeanors in so many different areas. I, I think that the impeachment is a foregone conclusion at this point. I have uh, just this one mask that I wear. It's mm. it's actually just a, a Pepe mask. Uh, can, I, can I put my Pepe and non mask on for about five minutes with you? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Check this out. Uh, your screen good to go? Oh, uh, hold on. Hold on. There we go. Yes. Go ahead. All right. So uh, Kristen Taylor writing for uh, Gateway Pundit this morning. Uh, this dropped about, I don't know, I saw it this morning. Organized Family Crime Unit. Four Biden decisions as president made because of compromise by foreign payments, which is very interesting angle to look at this. In an appearance on WABC AM radio this morning, went well, yesterday morning, with co-host uh, John Castamitas and Rita Cosby, so interesting that it was on, you know, uh, California radio, House Oversight Accountability, uh, so forth. James Comer said that the committee's investigation showed Joe Biden had made six policy decisions as a result of foreign bribery payments involving business deals arranged by son Hunter Biden. Comer said four of those decisions were made when Biden was president and that he cannot find a reason for the decisions except for bribery. Hmm. 
Now, Ooh. any other administration, if this if this story was a headline during Trump's administration, holy cow, all hell would be breaking loose right now. You're talking about forty million dollars with Biden's taking at least seventeen million of it, uh, and this is this is recent. This is not like this is old stuff. Yeah, the quote the quote is this: Hunter, Jim, and Joe Biden, an organized family crime unit, essentially, and the business uh, and the business. Essentially, and the business model was to profit off of Joe Biden's influence and vice president uh, and future influence as president of the United States, said Representative James Comer. The question, of course, is this. Members of President Biden's family may have accepted in in excess of $40 million from foreign. Abe, yeah, I lost you for a second. So in exchange for favorable. Can you hear me okay now? Is that yeah, good? I got you now. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Let me scroll back up. Organized crime amount payments that re, that uh, the amount of payments to Biden related firms could reach forty million dollars with Biden's take at least seventeen million. Wow. Is the first is the first quote, and then this says um, uh, where I, I lost my spot. There it is. Uh, does not have uh, Comer said that the FBI does not have the Burisma Biden bribe tapes, but says the Ukrainian oligarch who allegedly made the tapes of Joe and Hunter Biden reportedly has copies, as does his daughter. Now, that's the NABU leaks that you and I have talked about for, what, four yes. or five years now? Yes, the NABU yeah. leaks. Oh, I'd love to see it coming back around again. Yeah, if you guys go search my uh, my rumble for NABU leaks, you'll find uh, I put them in order, in uh, in timeline order. And then this just came out as we were going live, bro. Ways and Means asked 11 FBI and DOJ officials, including U.S. Attorney David Weiss and the AUSA Leslie Wolf, for transcribed interviews to investigate allegations of slow walking, preferential treatment on Hunter Biden probe. That just broke just live. So I just wanted to wow. point that out to you. Yeah, uh, from from Catherine Harridge, who's been doing a great job, again, waking up to normies. And then there's this. Four Q posts that I need to read to you. Let's just start at the bottom here. I'm not going to okay. read this whole one here, but let me just show you this one here. May 4th, 2020. It's, again, a Catherine Harridge uh, break that talks about Susan Rice in uh, the top secret uh, declassified paragraph from the beginning, from a national security perspective, Comey said he does not have concerns of the incoming NSA Flynn and speaking frequently with Russian Ambassador Kislyak. It's all about that whole setup at the very beginning, mm-hmm. ties it into the Clinton and Hussein's. But what's interesting about this, what was really discussed in the January 5th meetings, Hussein's order preventing sharing of intelligence, i.e. Russia, would in order shield Hussein administration from discovery, i.e., Obamagate. It's one of the biggest things that gets missed by MAGA right now is because they seem to be blinded by Putin and they don't read they, they don't want to remember or they don't want to remember uh, the ties between Hussein, the Clinton Foundation and Russia, the huge ties there with with, uh, you know, our, our nuclear energy. Mm-hmm. October Uranium 7th. Yeah, October 7th, 2020, the Clinton Foundation, White House for sale, then these two. October 7th, 2020. What happens if Biden became POTUS, knowing he, through Hunter Plus Two, took massive amounts of bribes to change, look the other way for U.S. policy towards China in favor of China. Would China own and control the White House? About a, about two minutes later, Q says this. What happens if Biden became POTUS, knowing he, through Hunter Plus One, took massive amounts of bribes to change, look the other way of U.S. policy towards Ukraine in favor of Ukraine? Would Ukraine own 
the White House. Uh, some uh, some interesting flashbacks for, towards the ends of twenty or beginning of twenty twenty. You know, when we were talking about all this stuff, did all this research back then, mm-hmm. and now it's all being talked about in these in these public in the public sphere. They, they can't miss it. People are looking around, going, "What in the world's going on?" And uh, the future of this in these committees is going to be interesting to see how it plays out because it's obvious criminal behavior. Oh, it is so clear cut. Like there's no way that it can be argued against. And the fact that James Comer is out there putting a, a flashlight directly on these specific policy decisions. I mean, how many times have uh, Joe and his administration made decisions that we were like, you know, why in the hell would we do would he do that? You know, it only makes sense if you're like trying to destroy America or if you are controlled, owned and operated by other foreign adversaries like China, like Ukraine. And it's quite clear that this uh, this connection between the Biden crime family and these various nations has been going on for many, many years. The messages that Hunter Biden was sending on WhatsApp threatening for uh, a retribution if the $5 million bribery payments weren't made because Joe Biden's sitting right next to him. I mean, it's very, very obvious. Now, so I think what a lot of people are worried about, Abe, is what happens when Joe Biden is impeached? uh, Pushing it through the Senate is going to be a little tougher than just having him convicted in the House. I think that's a foregone conclusion. So I don't know if we're really talking about Joe Biden being removed from office here or forced out. What do you think would happen when it gets to the Senate? Do you think that these clear-cut crimes that Joe Biden has committed, treason and treachery against the United States of America. Do you think that's enough for Democrats to say, you know what, if we don't get on board with this, then we're clearly complicit in everything he's done? How do they defend him? Can we put enough pressure on our senators as activists to make them know if they do not, uh, you know, uphold the rule of law in this country, and if there's, and there will be proof of crimes committed, and they go on the record as as covering for Joe Biden that they will be removed from office. If we put that pressure on them enough, if they if our voices are heard to a point where they can't deny it and they still vote against, it's going to be massive changes in 2024. So yeah. there's you know there's two angles to that, right? We hope in the best for the best. I I honestly I from what I see in DC, I don't have a whole lot of hope that they're going to go that route. But let's just see how it plays out. You know, let's just see let's let's see where it goes, and then from there. I don't. I don't know anybody in D.C. who wants Kamala Harris with the kind of the power of the presidency. There's zero chance. If that does happen, then there's zero chance Kamala gets selected, uh, gets approved by the by the House and the Senate. Right. Yeah, I think so. So, what is the process? Because I'm not aware if Kamala Harris is unable to clinch that office, it, would that then go to considering Kevin McCarthy? Yes, uh, it would. I think it, I think it automatically goes to McCarthy, and then if if that if there's a problem there, there's a, there's a procedure where you can nominate. I I don't know. That gets really into the weeds and the legal yeah. weeds, you know. But but yeah, really, it would fall back to McCarthy, but not in a full power mode. There's like, you know, it's a power sharing style thing. I don't know exactly how it plays itself out, but but uh, yeah, I, it, the best of my knowledge, it falls right back to McCarthy. And then I think just what Chad's saying, uh, George is on point. I mean, we, we, I think you and I talked about this a year ago, maybe two years ago, yeah, uh, yeah. about Newsom working and weaseling his way in there and being nominated by the Democrats and somehow pushing his way through. But, you know, if they go as far as impeaching Biden, then there's zero chance the radical left gets any any foothold back into the into D.C. if they go <laughs> no. that far. We'll see. 
Yeah, so I, I think it'll be even more impactful if they do expunge Donald Trump's uh, impeachments in the House. They get rid of those. They impeach Biden, convict him twice, uh, maybe perhaps more than that, or just one large overarching conviction that brings together all of these various crimes. Uh, and then certainly any hopes that he may have had of being able to be foisted upon the American people yet again in 2024, those are going to be dashed. You know, I think that already it's clear that Joe Biden has uh, completely lost the script. I mean, the guy is literally falling apart. I mean, we thought it was bad when he came into office. It's just getting worse every day. I'm sure you've seen the the pictures, Abe, of Joe Biden unable to uh, climb the, the long stairs up into Air Force One. He's now having to go into the baggage hold because he simply can't walk up those many stairs. Uh, and uh, people are getting desperate. I mean, I think that the White House, uh, you know, their, their refusal to answer questions on all of these various issues, it points to the fact that they know that it's indefensible. They're there is nothing they can do or say to spin this to the American people to make it look any different. And now you have White House press reporters who are suggesting that they may be assassinated for their attempts to ask questions of the White House press pool. Corrine uh, Jean-Pierre, John Kirby, uh, that woman, Olivia, I'd never seen her before, but she uh, she she was featured prominently in the last 24 hours. So. Uh, this is this is kind of crazy to me to imagine that uh, a correspondent for uh, uh, Today News Africa might believe he was going to be assassinated. Do you think that he really considers his life to be in jeopardy here? Or do you think that this is a ploy simply to bring attention? Because I couldn't have picked out Today News Africa from a lineup until this story was released. As far as I can tell, um, people that are in the media are have less spines than rhinos in dc as far as i can tell so you know the way to control these kind of people is just through a simple fear tactic so there's that but um i've also seen over the past five six ten years um the the destruction of of free journalism in in this country and around the world and you and i have done some some research and some exposure of how many deaths there has been worldwide it's been stepping up a lot and the uh the the threats to press freedom ever since julian assange was uh was um taken away from us uh has been um going downhill ever since i mean, just look at what goes on in russia look, look at what goes on in china all around the world there is what you are allowed to say what you are allowed to not say and if you go past that, then there's major implications for it. So, you know, I think the bigger picture is that there's a discussion there to be had about press freedom in this country and around the world. I, I agree. And I think it's uh, it's a stunning development to watch that uh, the, the, the line being moved. You know, it's like that continually getting closer and closer and closer to that stage. You know, the things that the press pool is now asking Corrine Jean-Pierre and John Kirby about the crimes of the Biden family, that would have been unthought of, unheard of just a couple of years ago. I mean, when Biden came in, it was like every softball that you could possibly lob at this guy was, uh, you know, every every opportunity was given to him. Uh, and now out of out of nowhere, basically, it's like the in the entirety of Washington, D.C., and, and uh, they found their spine 
minds. They are now suddenly real journalists again. And I wonder if it's because they smell blood in the water. They know that the downfall of Joe Biden and his administration is a foregone conclusion. As far as uh, Simon Atiba is concerned, the African reporter, apparently he's being edited out of White House press briefings. He's been unable to ask questions of the press pool for the last nine months. And uh, his attempts to ask these questions is what's been leading to him being edited out. So, you know, I, I, I would not put it past him, to be honest with you. I would not put it past him to murder an African news correspondent. I mean, Hillary Clinton has uh, murdered many children all across Haiti, allegedly. And uh, I think that uh, if you take a look at the Clinton body count, obviously anybody who gets in the way of these types of people, they tend to lose their neck. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's over and done with. But with the renewed attention that is now on the Biden crime family, I, I just I wonder how much leeway they're going to have, because uh, it seems like that pressure is ramping up. And the IRS whistleblower, Gary Shapley, he continues to go on virtually every mainstream news outlet. I, I was half considering seeing if I could send an email to his lawyer, see if I get him on the show. I mean, I, I don't want to blow his chances of remaining a legitimate force in American politics right now, because the information he's putting out is really important. But Gosh, I would love to ask him quite a few questions about this investigation. You know, I mean, right now we're talking about his particular branch of the investigation, $8.3 million from China and CEFC. <clears throat> that also includes uh, a couple million here and there from Ukraine and Romania. I'm of the opinion, Abe, that we're probably talking about a lot more than $8.3 million, don't you think? I mean, this with all of the various accounts that the Bidens had, with all of the the the, the many different ways, you know, it said Hunter plus two or Hunter plus one, but, but there are so many other Biden family members that were getting paid as a result of the deals that these guys were making. Yeah, there's a whole lot of talk about Hunter and that, and rightfully so, right? But I mean, you know, this, this, this kid was was uh, groomed for this, you know, yeah. position. He, he had no choice in his life about how this was going to play itself out, especially after watching his, his brother get murdered. He knows what really happened there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, and I, and I do believe there's an angle here where Hunter's just like, you know what? Screw you people. I'm just, I'm done with y'all. And, and just as a cooperating witness in some kind of way. So that's why we're seeing that. But the James Biden of the world and the mm. others, Frank, you know, Jill, no, you can't <laughs> talk about the wives. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, there, there's much more, more to that picture who do you really think is uh is is has the power uh in that family between joe and jill right so you know um that angle is also concerning to me too because it kind of gets missed in the fold and you often see these patsies and everyone goes about the patsies and then oh well look he they he he got off with a with a plea deal over here and now he's getting a, a deal over here and this is how it just works and everyone just goes away with it but i i don't see that i don't see this just going away no, you know no. I, I can't i there's too much information Information here, and then imagine if if Trump did win, mm-hmm. and it's his Justice Department. Oh, it's and, a different and, story. Yeah, and all this stuff is still coming out, and then it's it's him who has to persecute this. It always looks like it would only look like a political attack. Um, so the optics of this under a Garland administration, who in his own right should be freaking impeached first, right off the bat, right now, um, for his criminality. But you know, so I. I don't know, man. I, I watching as the public is being brought forward in this stuff, all this information we learned four or five years ago, and you know all these Barisma tapes and all this other stuff, man. Um, that the, the tie in between those original payments between CEFC, 
the Biden crime family and and Ukraine around that same time frame is the same time frame as the color revolution. And mm-hmm. people in Europe are are seeing these links. So like, wait a minute, this is yeah. this is the same time frame, you know, about a couple of years after uh, Barack Obama shook hands with the foreign minister of Russia. Mm-hmm. How's all this working out here? What's really going on here? You know what I mean? Yeah. And as everybody knows out there, war is racket. There's no winners. There's no losers. There's no there's no rooting for one side or the other. That, that's not how this is going to play itself out. Putin achieved his goals a long time ago. And in the end, all of this is is about money and about military industrial complex and moving money into their into their pockets from the taxpayers. Um, and it's the same old thing as as always. So, you know, that's the way I see it, man. It's more it's more about just that than anything else. The the greatest grift of all time, the the ultimate transfer of wealth from the plebs into the pockets of the oligarchs. Let's go ahead and listen to this interview from Gary Shapley on Fox last night. I guess he appeared on Hannity. I actually have haven't heard any of his uh, his interviews. I didn't want to watch it when it was on CBS. I was hoping that he would be on a friendlier network. So let's go ahead and take a listen. I want to hear his description of this criminal network. Following the money, did you get that far down the investigative track? Concerning Hunter Biden, I feel like we have a very good grasp on, on the income flows. Yes. And is it millions? Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It was it was around eight point three million in from 2014 to 2019. How many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. And as far as the president's involvement in that. So that's kind of the crux of, of one of the issues here is that we weren't allowed to ask questions about dad. We weren't allowed to ask about the big guy. We weren't allowed to. In, include uh, uh, certain names and document requests and search warrants. So, um, you know, we were precluded from following that line of questioning. Are you convinced, looking back at this now, that this was an effort to protect President Biden and his family? Uh, yes. Uh, I mean, we were conducting an investigation of Hunter Biden, and we were trying to follow the normal process. We were trying to get to the bottom of it, and ultimately, you know, if it was going to lead to another individual, you know, we should follow that to uh, to determine what is actually happening. Um, but you know, there were definitely hindrances that I've never seen before in my 14 years concerning this investigation that didn't allow us to follow through on investigation of uh, of, of of any other individual to include President Biden. Tracking. So, so that right there, Abe, I mean, there is no defense for that. You know, I mean, like this is a rank and file IRS investigator. He has a logical progression of steps that he's going to go through, whether you're Hunter Biden or you're Joe Schmo. All right. If it looks like you're hiding money that you are accepting from foreign nationals in shady business dealings, you've got emails, you've got WhatsApp messages, you've got text messages, you've got flight records, you've got secret service. I mean, you've got everything that you need to prove that these people are a criminal enterprise and you are stopped at every juncture of the way. There is no other way to explain that other than to say Joe Biden and the Biden crime family were being protected, as often they are when they are American oligarchs, being protected by the system. And it's a different set of rules for people like us. I I, I would love to actually have a conversation with some average 
Democrat leaning voters and uh, and hear what they have to say about this stuff. You know, how does this impact them on their daily on a daily basis, you know, in their lives when they hear about this stuff? I mean, because it's one thing for us to say over and over again, the Bidens are a crime family. The Bidens are corrupt. The government is against us. The deep state is in control. The CIA killed Kennedy. Any of these things, you know, it's one thing for us to say them. It's another thing for it to be revealed from the source. Absolutely. And it's just it's impossible for this just to be swept under the rug. You know what I'm saying? There's just no way um, I lost my train of thought because chat's on fire. You guys are fired up today. I love it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, just the bigger picture of of the whole Biden crime family stuff is is exposing itself And, and the IRS side of it. Um, and, and that is just, it's just one angle. This whole investigation stemmed from, uh, a, a child sex trafficking, uh, discussion on the international scale, uh, with, with Hunter Biden. That, that's where this investigation originally stemmed from. And then it moved into the IRS realm. Why? And, and then secondarily, if all of this stuff is being talked about in the public, right? If, proof of criminality is being talked about in public, then you're tainting a criminal investigation. So, uh, you know, similar to, to the way that the, the left is doing with president Trump when his garbage, you know, uh, shiny object from the other day with this, with his phone call, you know, they would, it would taint an investigation if you brought that stuff to the public. So therefore you're not tainting an investigation by talking about this. So I don't know that it, it's, it's, it's hard to see how you're going to, going to have accountability if all of this stuff is being brought into the public sphere you know what i'm saying Uh, but i don't know i that's just how there's an angle there that that doesn't make sense i'll just put it that way okay all right so let me just say alexandros werewolf somebody who i've never seen before is accusing me of being a marxist and a communist you obviously have (laughs) no idea who i am and i've never seen you in the chat before so you can go suck yourself outside of my chat uh, or you can stick around and the chat can flame you for not knowing jack shit about what you're talking about anyways before we go on with the rest of the show guys i have to give a big shout out to the sponsors of the second half of the program and why does that not work one second let me get this fixed here And uh, let me say thank you, big thank you to our friends at MyPillow.com. Mike Lindell, if you use code RP78, you can save up to 80% off of all of your purchases over there. Uh, Whether it's the MyPillow Mattress Topper 2.0, the MyPillow 2.0, the MySlippers, the uh, the towels that they offer, uh, the sheets, the Giza Dream Sheets, all of these products are made in the USA. Uh, And when you support Mike Lindell, you directly support the show. And uh, these are things that all of us can use uh, pretty much every single day of our lives. And the quality is second to none. So thank you so much to Mike Lindell for believing in Red Pill News and for supporting the program. Also, our friends at My Patriot Supply, go to my special website, preparewithredpill78.com. You can save $80 off of a four-week supply of emergency food. These are delicious, nutritious breakfast, lunches, dinners, over 16 varieties of food that will stay fresh for up to 25 years. You're talking about less than $3 per meal, 
That is a tremendous value. And if there is no food on the store shelves, then obviously being able to break into something like this, which is delicious, healthy, and nutritious, is going to be a major benefit for yourself and for your family. Save $80 off of a four-week supply of emergency food at Prepare with RedPill78.com. And then finally, our friends at OnenessDrops.com, where you can purchase your chlorine dioxide water purification kits. These purification kits will allow you to kill a variety of pathogens to make non-potable water totally safe to drink. Whether you're at home and you lose access to your municipal water supply or you have to go collect water from someplace outside, maybe you're collecting rainwater, maybe the SHTF shit hits the fan and you've got to bounce. Uh, Have this in your go bag. Be ready because you will not survive without potable water. It comes in two different formulations, but because of the miracle of chemistry, one of the most incredible things granted to us by God, When you combine these two elements, part A and part B, it becomes chlorine dioxide, which is a unique molecular compound that is wholly different from bleach, uh, as the people at the Daily Beast or Media Matters might tell you. So obviously, they didn't graduate from basic high school chemistry, but luckily I did, and I can verify for you that chlorine dioxide is a wholly unique chemical compound. You can use it to cure a whole bunch of different pathogens and make potable water for yourself. Whether you get the hydrochloric acid version or the citric acid version, it is exactly the same thing. Parts A, parts B together makes safe water for you to drink. Have that on hand and it will definitely come in handy at some time in the future. So thank you very, very much to everybody for hanging out with us today. I think we're going to move on past Gary Shapley right now. And I just had uh, uh, you know a couple of brief things to say about the, 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 the mental health and the physical health of Joe Biden. You know, he's made some strange comments recently. Uh, he, he made that comment when, uh, uh, was it Narendra Modi, the Indian prime minister, was there. He said that he had sold a lot of state secrets. Uh, he gave a speech yesterday where he made a comment about turning in all of his notes. I don't know if this was in regards to his time in the White House with Barack Obama or if this was his notes on just general things. But let's go ahead and take a listen. I've long said, and I mean this, I was on the Tibetan Plateau with Xi Jinping. I traveled 17,000 miles with him. I've spoken with him more than any other head of state because it started when I was vice president and President Hu was the president and he was the vice president. We knew he was going to be successful. It was inappropriate for Barack to spend that time with him, but I, I spent a lot of time with him. I met alone with him, just he and I, and a simultaneous interpreter 68 times, 68 hours, 68 times, more than 68 hours. By the way, I turned in all my notes. I've long said. Like, who cares? I, I don't understand what the relevancy of that is. Uh, real quick, Truth1978 says, Zach, thank you for your daily coverage. Your hard work is really appreciated. I know this has to be soul-draining at times. God bless you. Thank you very much. Yes, it's true. It can be soul-crushing, and it uh, it can take everything out of you. But at the same time, it's, it's the most uh, gratifying thing that I could imagine ever doing. You know, Abe, I, I don't know how I could do anything else at this point. I mean, besides the fact that I'm unemployable. <laughs> I don't know how he could do anything else. (laughs) Yeah, there's that problem too. But yeah, no, I mean, they're right. This is this can be soul draining, especially with all the shiny objects, and that's the story of the day that always gets pushed. It's just tough, man. It's all of the things that happen in here. It's not easy to deal with. I'm with you. 
Yeah, absolutely. And then we have the question about Joe Biden's physical health. I, I mean, uh, when I saw this story yesterday, I I, I don't know, I wasn't super surprised. Uh, it kind of seemed just like, you know, general confirmation for me. I mean, Joe Biden is an old man. Uh, it looked like he was using a, a CPAP machine. Um, but apparently it sounds like the White House is uh, intimating that Joe Biden has some like overriding health concern that hasn't been reported. Now, he recently did a, a, a health physical. I mean, everybody, if you're president, you, you've got to do it. And there was a tremendous amount of uh, attention that was paid to this when President Trump was in office. You know, they, they would have liked nothing more than to uh, position President Trump as if he had something wrong. with. Oh, he's overweight. You know, he's uh, he's he's not uh, speaking correctly. He's slurring his words. He's tripping over things. But I mean, this is a day in the life of Joe Biden. All of those things happen on a daily basis. So do you think the mask, so to speak, is off on Joe Biden's health now? Is that the next logical step in this chain of events with the destruction of Joe Biden and his career? Yeah, I think they're using that to see the idea that uh, and that Joe's not all there and there's been talk about his dementia and other things. But as far as a CPAP mask, I, that just seems like a cover story for me. I, you know, I always fall back to the to the uh, sexual depravity of these people. It's probably some kind of strap for his mouth, you know, and he's losing his mind with some kid in the back room or some shit. I don't know, dude. Bring it, out the gimp. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, the seeding of the narrative that is not all there is interesting. At the same time frame, all this stuff's coming out. So he can claim uh, insanity and then Jill will just walk away like, I don't know. I didn't know what my husband was doing. <laughs> I can see it happening. I can see it happening. I mean, you, you'd have to be crazy to be Joe Biden and to be carrying around a secret satellite phone that was being paid for by Hunter Biden and his company and to still be using it after its existence has been disclosed. It looks like John Solomon, in digging this information up, he actually called Joe Biden's phone. We talked about this last night, but I forgot to show the video of John Solomon talking about this. So I figured I would do it here with you, Abe, because I just I thought it was a priceless moment. Take a listen to this. Before it was turned over from the FBI, there had been some documents that law enforcement had gotten through other means. And one of those documents got leaked to me and it had a cell phone number that Hunter Biden was paid for. So I figured, oh, this is my chance. Maybe I can, I've been trying to get fair comment from Hunter Biden. So I'm going to call the cell phone. So I called the cell phone and guess who picked up the phone? Oh boy. Joe Biden. Joe? Joe oh Biden. What? Boy, was he shocked when he got, uh, when he picked up the phone and found out it was me. He hung up pretty quickly. Uh, I mean, it's just another confirmation, right? I mean, like, how many more data points do we need to show that Joe Biden was intimately involved with the business dealings of his son? I mean, Hunter's business dealings are Joe Biden's business dealings. Am I right? You're right. There's no doubt about it. You know what I mean? And it's, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the idea that, that – uh, the media is playing complete and total cover for, and John Pierre is playing complete and total cover for this as if the, the leaked documents aren't real. And then you have those, those whistleblowers doing media hits all over the place. The public is seeing these things. And, and so for me, you know, I see it like, nah, man, this public's they're, they're talking about this in the public sphere. But on the other hand, <laughs> the more people are seeing this, the more people are going to get fired up about this and demand something happens. So, 
Um, it's an interesting dynamic playing itself out in the, the, the leaked WhatsApp tape saying I'm sitting here with my pops and then playing cover for it um, is, you know, another example of exposure of the of the media, which is mm. awesome as well, you know. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Joe Patriot 80 uh, has a fair point in that interview, in the full interview. Uh, John Solomon reveals that it was 2019 when he made this call. But my point was, uh, once the information was given over to the FBI and it became public record and uh, Joe, John Solomon was able to get that information, eh, just it shows that their OPSEC is uh, is garbage. Uh, maybe it's because they thought that they would never be caught. They thought they would never be confronted about any of these things. Uh, but, you know, I suppose at a certain point, Abe, I, I'm thinking about this as an honest man. You know, I mean, I imagine my life as Hunter Biden or as Joe Biden and trying to keep the lies straight, trying to, you know, keep all of that covered up or stop people from finding out the truth. I mean, it, it honestly must have been exhausting. It still is. Yeah, it, it really is. And, it, you know, what's even more frustrating is is this has been going on for a long time. And all of this stuff, so he's talking about 2019 is when John Solomon was, was reaching out for comment right before mm-hmm. the election. Yep. Right at the same time, these government disinformation bureaus were censoring all this information, banned me from Facebook, banned me from YouTube for daring to talk about the Biden laptop and the, and the truth about vaccines. So, you know, I mean, the the weaponization and, and the cover-up is really continuing to go back to 2020, which I think is important in, in this stuff. And that's why John Solomon's, uh, this, um, you know, bombshell right there is so huge. You know what I'm saying? Uh, absolutely. So another big bombshell was uh, dropped this morning by the Supreme Court. They have officially outlawed the use of race-based consideration when applying for colleges. Now, obviously, this is a big win. Uh, we ought to be considering admission to college based upon your level of intelligence, okay, your your merits, your ability to uh, apply yourself in school to demonstrate that applied knowledge. Uh, and you shouldn't just be getting into a, a place of higher education because you happen to have a certain shade of skin. So it's a win for children who want to achieve higher education sometime in the future. I don't know that a college education is as valuable as they would like to have you believe. In today's world, we kind of are, are living in a different type of economy uh, where just getting a college degree is not necessarily going to assure that you get a good paying job once you're out of college. Uh, but – for those who have dreams of perhaps being a, a doctor, being a lawyer, being a, a professional in a certain field, and they've had those dreams dashed because they weren't the right shade of brown, uh, you know, my, my, I feel bad for those people. Uh, and I hope that perhaps they've been able to to do something different with their lives. Maybe instead of going to an Ivy League school and having to pony up with the skull and bones in a, a you know coffin with a corpse, maybe they got to go to like Florida State University or something like that and uh, and, and achieve an education with uh, some normal people. But w- what do you think about this? I mean, is is it possible to make up for the decades of discrimination that whites have experienced? I mean, that's real systemic racism right there if you want to talk about it you know what's amazing is 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 there any other way to show the racism of a group of people in dc than to say 
those people need a hand up because they obviously can't get ahead in life with just them, you know, with just the opportunity of America. We have to give them a hand up. The you know me, I love reading Supreme Court cases. I mm-hmm. love reading the the, the the dissents. You can learn a lot from them if you dig a little bit more into the cases they they uh, talk about. But some of the greatest dissents I've ever read were Justice Scalia's, Justice Rehnquist's, yeah, just uh, to the point and really hard hitting. But none like this. For one dissent degenerates as rhetorical flourishes about colorblindness, opinion of Sotomayor, are in fact the proud pronouncements of cases like Loving and Wick Yo and Shelley and Bowling. Those cases are interesting if you if you remember those. They are defining statements of law. We understand the dissents want that law to be different. They are entitled to that desire. But they surely cannot claim the mantle of stare decisis while proving it, meaning there is no precedent for them wanting to change the things the way they are. Hmm. Barack Obama had a statement out today as well, of course, uh, saying something like uh, Michael would have never had opportunity if it wasn't for affirmative action. What what a man, what a racist statement towards your yeah. husband. <laughs> it is. It is inherently racist, you know, Uh They would have us believe that America is this disgusting nation where the only way that you can make it is based upon the – well, I mean in a manner of speaking, they're right. The only way you could make it for a while there was based upon the color of your skin. But it was in the different way than they were having people believe. You know, I've I've heard so many stories, so many horrific tales about people being forced out of colleges. You know who this – it disproportionately affects even more than white people, Abe, is Asians. Because they yeah. are because they're just they're smarter than everybody else. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, they they score higher on IQ tests. They they tend to be applying themselves more when they're in school. Uh, they are uh, able to uh, regurgitate all of that information at a level that is completely different. And uh, it it's it's kind of interesting that um, they talk about the idea of systemic racism, but they always ignore the plight of Asians, Asian Americans. Yes, and uh, there are parents in the Asian community that that uh, you know care about their children and are involved in their children's education, and they they don't let they don't just let the schools teach them whatever they want. And then the the structure of the school system in Asia and in other places is more structured towards you know actual information. So mm-hmm. a lot of these immigrants come in to America to study in American colleges from an education system that actually. Well, you know, teaches relevant information, more information that's closer to the truth about the world that we live in. Still not the truth, but closer to the truth that we live in. And so they they are they get ahead in the world because they actually are taught information that's relevant that helps them become successful adults in life. What an amazing concept. Maybe one day America will get back to that. Yeah, I I certainly hope so. You know, the, the American education system is not really based around education for information's sake. It's 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 built around creating automatons. It's based around creating brainwashed people who will comply and do what you say. And I think that they've gotten away from trying to instill that into people in a positive way by by doing it in kind of a backwards way. They just have uh, uh, basically decided that they're going to make the next generation of Americans uh, as stupid as they've always been, as stupid as they've ever been, rather, because they're not going to teach them anything. They're going to allow them to just skate on through graduate without basic arithmetic comprehension, without understanding any type of higher level information, with 
without being able to properly read, write, uh, to communicate, or to have actual positive interpersonal relationships. You know, uh, I I cannot believe the way that pornography has totally corrupted the young generation. Do you know how many of those girls have OnlyFans? Like, how many of them are out there thinking that they're going to be like Kim Kardashian, release a sex tape, and then they're going to have fame and fortune? The only thing you're going to have is a a drug or an alcohol problem at an early age, maybe a couple of kids by deadbeat dads who are not there to raise them, and you're going to have a life that is wholly unsatisfying and uh, immoral at the heart of it. You remind me of one of my uh, one of my rants from the PSB days. This the education system in America does not want you to uh, be a free thinking, critical critical thinking minded person in our world anymore. The 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 grade schools teach you enough to get you into the high schools. The high schools teach you enough to get you into colleges. The colleges teach you enough to get you to be a nice, good little slave for humanity. Yep. Go pay your taxes. Go work 40, 50, 60 hours a week. Barely pay your bills. Barely have time to spend with your family. It's it, the system is created to keep people. People enslaved. And the reality is more people in America are waking up to the system in America and how it is just it is structured to create good little puppets, not free thinking, critical thinking uh, people with common sense in this world. That's for sure. No, absolutely. It's a shame. And the best advice that I have is uh, if you are a parent, if you're a young parent, homeschool your kids, Uh, teach them at home. There are plenty of uh, incredible, well-rounded programs that you can get. The time and the effort that it would take to homeschool them, quite honestly, you could probably teach them more in a couple of hours before lunch than they're going to learn in an entire afternoon of schooling at a public uh, institution. Uh, You know, and private schools are not any better. Uh, You know, quite often, I mean, we've heard horror stories over the last couple of years of how those private institutions are kind of uh, becoming just like the public ones. Maybe charter schools are a little bit better, but I honestly believe that your best bet is to homeschool your kids. All right, uh, you guys, we have about seven minutes left, and uh, I wanted to also get into this uh, recent decision in a case that Carrie Lake has before Arizona's Maricopa Superior Court. Um, This is a decision by Judge Hanna partially denying Maricopa County's motion to dismiss Carrie Lake's lawsuit against Maricopa County for the 2022 mail-in ballot affidavit envelopes. If I'm not mistaken, Maricopa County is arguing that uh, the law does not apply to voter registration records and ballot affidavit signatures. So because the election law doesn't apply to these things, which are clearly like part of the system, Carrie Lake has no right to actually see them. And so therefore they should not have to present them. Um, (laughs) I I, I feel like it's a a really, really limited argument. And uh, I think that this is a, a, a good preliminary decision from the judge, but I mean, with everything that we've seen in Arizona, the likelihood of uh, of, uh, of judges in Maricopa or at the state level uh, to actually follow and apply the law, I, I don't know how excited I can get. Oh, I had a discussion with uh, with a liberal the other day. I was just out walking, and uh, he's like, I was hanging out at the end of a dock, and guy walks out of his boat, and what's up? It's like ah, nothing, just hanging out. But it was kind of like his corner of the dock. You know what I'm saying? What do you do? Uh, Podcast. Really? Well, apparently they spent all day watching Fox News because 
as liberals, they want to see the the perspective from what they consider to be right wing, even though we all know it's not. And then they use the right wing Fox News's arguments to add to their confirmation bias. So if they hate Trump, then they, if they hear somebody t- talk about hate Trump, see on Fox News, I heard they hate Trump, too. It's not just me. So it's a it's a it's a way for them to look at it. But when I had the discussion about elections with him and and whether or not I said, do, do you really believe that Biden got elected? He, yes, of course he did. And I was like. <laughs> I was blown away. I was like, wait a minute. I just found somebody who actually believes we have legitimate elections and who actually believes this vegetable guy ate 2 million votes or whatever, right? It's a unicorn. I was like, like, come (laughs) on, dude, come on. I'm like, you know the the Bush... Uh, election was rigged, right? If you, if you pay attention to this as as a just as an American, not as identifying with with the radical left or just whoever uh, that that confirms your bias, you understand that election was rigged too, right? You understand that these this has been going on for a long time in this country. And I saw a light bulb go off when I mentioned Bush. I was like, you mm-hmm. know what happened in Ohio, right? So for me, there's there's a side of this where there's still people that are that don't necessarily think about the elections, don't necessarily think about whether or not we have legitimate elections. They just are told and believe that you're not allowed to question that. Therefore, they don't and they just don't think about it. But if you actually engage them in the ideas, do you really come on? Look, look right. at me in the eye and tell me you really believe that that it's a little bit different. So um, are you, you know, sure about that? Yeah. <laughs> are you sure about that? <laughs> that the idea that it had to be this way in order for the, the American public to really see things at a precipice where the world around us is just looking like it's going into to, to hell in a handbasket with the quickness mm-hmm. um, that that angle of this that you and I always fall back to the kind of the the, the 40,000 foot view of all this. Yes, every one of these matters. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and staying away from the daily shiny objects and staying focused on election integrity, the Biden crime family and all of these things that mean so much is probably the most important thing we can do. But more importantly, when this stuff comes to the Senate, are we going to be the ones that are going to actually really be loud, be heard and have our voices heard? Because we have to keep the pressure on people who feel like they have lost power. They feel completely and totally disenfranchised. Oh, yeah. If they if they fight that urge to feel like there's nothing I can do and stay strong in their in their voice and being loud, be heard. Who knows what can happen? We are shaping the future as we as we go by day by day. And I think we can really change the future if we really get engaged and really get active on these issues. Oh, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Thank you so much for saying that, Abe. This this is the the ultimate answer to everything. Each and every one of us has to find a part that we can play to be active and to be active participants in our education of the public, in our, uh, our our parts that we play in this system. The only way that we're going to beat these people is if we're the ones who are doing the work. We can't trust anybody else to do it. I want to drop one more final red pill that I think is uh, something that we can use as a bridge to get through to people who might not uh, see things the way that we do. I love that you were able to use the election of George W. Bush because, I mean, that that was accepted, you know, for, for a couple of decades, you know, that something funky happened in that election. So do you really think that they just stopped doing that? No, I don't think so. They just continued on into a, a new form of uh, of thievery and control. So, Let me just pose a couple of things for you. We down here in Florida and in Texas have just had our first reported cases of malaria in 20 years. 
isn't that interesting, you know, especially at a time uh, where people have uh, recently become well acquainted with some of the the best medicines that are available uh, to cure malaria. Uh, I believe quinine and hydroxychloroquine are a couple of things that you can use to get rid of that yourself uh, if it uh, if it comes down to it. But what is so special about Texas and Florida? Obviously, Texas and Florida being uh, pretty much the, the, the conservative strongholds of America right now, I think that we are the leaders in uh, setting the stage for the way that the conservative agenda is going to be rolled out. And so obviously it's been a target of the left. It's been a target of the agents of the left. And here in these two states, I don't think that it's a coincidence that malaria just suddenly popped up. You know, Um, what has happened here recently? Well, I can tell you that Bill Gates, not that long ago, released genetically modified mosquitoes into both Texas and Florida. And then shortly thereafter, we get cases of malaria. Now, this sounds suspiciously like what they were doing with uh, gain-of-function research, you know, taking a virus, taking something that they could manipulate and then attempting to make it worse and then accidentally injecting it out into the system. Uh, If they're looking to genetically modify mosquitoes that they can use to kill the native mosquito populations, doesn't it seem just like a, a quick hop, skip, and a jump to inject malaria into the system through that uh, that same vector? Uh, that's what Gates did in the past. So yeah. will you do it again? <laughs> yes. Um, whether or not it's the mosquitoes that are modified with malaria – because the angle that they're saying is is that no 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 we only genetically modified male mosquitoes and they're the only they don't they don't uh, bite at all so don't worry about it well yeah you, you think there's scientists that are malicious scientists that are doing this that wouldn't accidentally you know my my daughter does uh, does cows and you have sometimes the 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 mix of the genetics of the cows when they when they make it in the lab um, it doesn't turn out right right so there's there's room for error <laughs> human error. There's just people who don't give a shit. They're just doing their job day by day and aren't paying attention. So there's all kinds of room for error there. But you're right to talk about Gates because anytime you want to talk about malaria or anything like this. Flux of people into the border, into Florida and everywhere else from from Central South America, where there has been a resurgence of some of these in the past, uh, makes you wonder what else is going on there. So I, I wonder if this isn't uh, more from the border and and an unsecure border, and then uh, you know start, that's starting these diseases back into America again. That that could absolutely absolutely be a a, a reason for this to be popping up, uh, a, a vector for this disease to return. But I will tell you this. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is also funding brand new research into BioNTech's safe and effective malaria vaccine that is going to, yes, that will, that will soon be available for you to inject into your body. And why would anybody take a vaccine for a disease that is uh, no longer uh, plaguing our shores? If they can make a resurgence of malaria, if they can put the fear of God into the minds of America and say, I don't want malaria. Sure. BioNTech, I've heard good things about them. I'm going to go ahead and take the BioNTech vaccine. And I wonder if it's going to be at MRNA 
vaccine. That would probably be the case. So I I think that this is another case of attempting to spread a disease in order to cause panic, to get people to accept a vaccine or a medication that would otherwise be completely unnecessary. But again, I remind you, you don't need a vaccine for malaria. There are treatments that are well-established for malaria that you can get yourself at any time. No doubt about it. So, yeah, there's definitely that angle there for sure. It's been a great show today. Your chat has been awesome, as always. Red Pill Girlfriend, good to see you out there. Much love and God bless you. Yeah, you you stepped away for one second and missed that meathead. Don't worry about it. Zach took care of him. It's great to see you out there. Much love and God bless you. Great crowd out there. And I saw Black Yoda um, chiming in as well on the affirmative action discussion, agreeing with our comments there. I appreciate that, Black Yoda. Good to see you out there. Much love and God bless you. Many others as well. Later on today, let me get your thank you out there and then i'll tell you what i got going on later okay perfect uh let me say thank you to nikki the greek let me oh look at that that's not right hold on let me fix this real quickly and uh there we go let me say thank you to nikki the greek over on the foxhole just duckies thank you for the cookies filter dog one says here's to fjb's global phone donna Bo libby dropping a cookie who cares says oh seven abe high five zach and rpgf remember impeachment is not an action to be taken lightly no absolutely belushi says one for zach thank you very much brother and then he says one for abe as well matt 1776 reminding everyone that the pilled.net iPhone app now has push notifications. If you install the app, you turn on notifications and then DM Matt a picture of a notification on your Android or iPhone device, you will get 100 gold pills deposited into your account. I highly suggest that everybody do that. A. Allen, God wins. Thank you for the cookie. And he dropped another one that says a ruble for the cause, comrade. (laughs) That's right, because I'm because I'm a communist now. Uh, Filter Dog One says going to be fun when Congress gets the hands on those phone records. Oh gosh, I cannot wait to see that talked about on the floor of Congress. Khaleesi 2020, thank you for the can. Nikaz 808, my correspondent in the Pacific, thank you for the shades. Filter Dog One says Arizona dropping a can. Just Duckies says for parents who can't homeschool unschooling is also an option, i.e. one of Zach's old guests. That's right. That is an excellent point to make. You can make uh, school collectives, unschooling collectives. That's a great point. Space Coast Patriot says 81 million votes, my ass. I just love that Donald Trump called that out again the other day. Uh, And then says Bill Gates. And then it says, our yard is full of dragonflies. They eat mosquitoes. We've got dragonflies. We've got butterflies. um, And uh, I I haven't seen any mosquitoes, but we've clearly been getting bit by them. I used to never get bit by mosquitoes. I think the two summers that I was here up until now, I got bit maybe twice, you know, the entire time. But I've got like no shortage uh, of bites all over my arms, all over my legs. And it's just, it's not normal. Uh, And then Vic Giles says, appreciate you guys. Appreciate you as well. All right, Abe, tell the audience what you have coming up today, brother. So in 2006, Julian Assange wrote an essay called State and Terrorist Conspiracies. I ran across it the other day because there was a great thread by Matt Taibbi. I'm sure you probably saw that when his he was over in London this weekend, and he had an awesome thread that he put together talking about how he originally stood against Julian Assange and how he changed his mind because of press freedom. It was really well done by Matt Taibbi, and I really appreciate him you know, being forthright and admitting something is, is like, you know, I, I was wrong about Julian Assange. Anyways, I want to throw a quick video of that summary together for you guys. So I'm going to go live here. I don't know, about an hour or so. Throw okay. that out there for you guys. And then pretty soon, bro, I have the 
a conversation with Abe series starting. I'm going to kick it off in about a month because you know how summers go. The, with the, the audience kind of dies off a little bit, but I really want to have some great discussion. So um, while while the changes towards the future are always changing, uh, trust me, Zach and I are still going to collaborate however we can, and I'm going to have always. you on the, the conversation with Abe at some point in the future once we work the time out on that as well. But So lots to come, guys. Don't worry about it. Zach and I are going to be always hanging out at, at any time whenever we get a chance. So uh, I appreciate it. You know, I mean, it's just I'm really proud of our work, Zach. I'm, Me too. Every one of the shows that we've done together from – um, ever since, uh, you know, methods and was it was a was a great co-host, you know. Yep. So I'm like, uh, man, I don't know if I can put it fill in those shoes, but I'm really proud of all the work we've done, and more importantly, I'm really proud of you giving me the opportunity to give my voice heard out there in 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 other areas because. You know, let's be real. We are become very tribal in in this uh, whole thing, and we don't allow different ideas and different perspectives to have the debate on ideas. People are more kind of falling into their own little uh, holes of confirmation bias, and anybody who dares question things kind of gets shunned and shut down. I haven't always done it the best way. But sparking discussion is the idea. Friday, we had a great discussion about uh, Russia and bringing different perspectives to the fold because I don't want MAGA to be blinded by the truth about Putin. And the truth about Putin is just look at Venezuela if you want to know. But anyways, it's been great as always. Your audience has been great as always. I look forward to one last show with you next week, and then we'll figure it out. Uh, We'll collaborate in the future for sure. Amen. Absolutely, Abe. You are and forever will be a brother from another mother. Thank you so much for all those kind words. I, too, have enjoyed all of the shows that we've done, and I look forward to a bright, illustrious, and prosperous future for us both. I have passed out the gold pills. I want to say thank you to everybody for hanging out with us today. I will be back tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern with Get the Machines Out, a.k.a. Gitmo. These are people from Texas who are doing their damnedest to get rid of electronic voting machines in the Lone Star State. So please join us tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, live here on the channel. I'll see you then. Good luck, everyone. God bless. Thanks again, Abe. We'll see you, buddy.